We begin today, Be'ezras Hashem Yisbarach, the very last Omud of Mesech the Shabbos, of Kufnun Zayin. And we're going to learn the Mishnah on the bottom of Kufnun Vav Amit Beis. The Mishnah here discusses the halachas of feeding animals on Shabbos, which we were learning in the past few Mishnahis in the Gemara. And this Mishnah will continue this discussion and will address Be'ikir, how this relates to the Indian of Muktza. You're allowed to cut deluin, which is a kind of vegetables, gourds or melons, whatever it is. So you're allowed to cut this in front of the animal. What's the chiddush over here? This, these deluin are usually designated for Michael Adam. So to use something for something that it's not designated for, according to Rabbi Yehuda, this is part of Muktzah. If something is designated for one thing, and it's expected to be used for that. And you go and use it for something completely different, so it's muktzah for that. So you're not using it for what it was designated for. Rabbi Yehuda holds it, this is part of muktzah. So the gourds were not supposed to be used for the behemoth. Now he's saying, the Tanakhamet, it's Rabbi Shimon actually, so that the Chiddush of the Tanakhamet, Rabbi Shimon is, that you're allowed to cut it and use it, even though it wasn't designated for the animal. That's an Avela, Lefnea Klovim, or an Avela, which is from an animal that died on Shabbos, so when Shabbos came in, it was a live behemoth that was not designated to be fed to dogs. But now it died, and now you have a novella. So even though by Bein Hashmoshes it was not designated for a dog, still, a pshimin, the Tanakama holds, it's not mukta, and you could feed it to the dogs. If it wasn't done novella from before Shabbos, so it wasn't designated when Shabbos came in for this purpose, Asura, it's forbidden to give it to feed to the dogs, the Fishainim and Amuchan. Because it's not prepared for this purpose. As long as by Bainash Moshes it wasn't prepared for this, it's part of it's Mukta. It's Nailid. Uh, I don't think this is the din of Nailid. This is the din of uh, Bainash Moshes, that you go according to what it was designated for, what it was expected to be used at the time of Bainash Moshes. Rabbi Shimon holds it doesn't matter. If right now, the point here is, Rabbi Shimon holds, if right now it's fit for use, so then you can use it. If it's something that's not fit for use, if it's moss, or maybe if it's a muktzamach, maschesar, and kiss, so then, so then you can't use it. But, sorry about that, but it's something which is fit for use, it's not muktzah. Masha'enkein, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to look at what it was designated for, what it was expected to be used at the time of Ben Hashmoshes. This is a whole sugi we had before, when you get to Muktzah, the Machlekes of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. So it comes up here again, and the Gemara is going to bring B'Kitzer, many different Tamirayim that spoke about this regarding who do we paskin like. So Itma we learned, and the Gemara brings a simen, Aral, Shachaz, simen. The different Amiram that spoke about this. Omar Ula, which is the Ayin. So Ula said, Halacha Kerab Yehuda, we passed like Rabbi Yehuda that was Machmer regarding Mukta. Araf Rav Sava Halacha Kerab Yehuda, Rav also holds like Rabbi Yehuda regarding Mukta. Mede Karkiri, Karkirki, the Zuzi. From the case of Karke Zuzi. What is this? We had this before also. This is mats that was used for merchandise that you were uh, shipping overseas so they would have these mats to cover the merchandise so it's not designated for a person to sit on by the time of Bein Hashmoshes what is it designated for? it's designated to cover things, to cover merchandise <coughs> nevertheless on Shabbos it's fit to be used right so the Rabbi Shimon would say that it's mutter because right now it's fit to sit on it 
Rabbi Yehuda holds Hayyasa was designated to be used for shipping things and to cover it, so therefore it's not the Rav Asar. So Rav said in such a case it's Asar to use on a Shabbos. Shmuel, Shmuel says it's allowed. Va'af Levi sova Allah Rabbi Yehuda. Levi also held that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Kiha, the Levi, like you see, that Levi held. Kihava Maisi Treif de Lekamei. Biyoimetava, then we, we would bring a chicken to check on Yomtev to see if it's treif or not, to see if it's kosher or treif. He did not want to look at it, he didn't want to see it. Only when he was sitting by the garbage. The Omar, because he said, maybe the chicken won't be kosher. And then it's muktza, and you're not allowed to feed it even for the dogs. Hayes, when Yomtev came in, it wasn't designated for the dogs, it was designated for a person to eat and you shechted it for that purpose. If it becomes treif, so then it becomes muktzah and he has to immediately throw it in the garbage. According to Rab Shimon, if you can't feed it for human beings, you could feed it now for a dog. It's not muktzah, it's still fit to be used, so there's no problem. So Levi also held like Rab Yudah. Shmuel Omar, and Shmuel also said, Halacha Rab Shimon. That Ta'alach is like Rab Shimon, like we mentioned before, Shmuel said that you can use these mats for the, that was used for shipping, because it's fit to be used right now. So Ta'alach is like Rab Shimon. Va'av Z'iri Savar, Z'iri also holds Allah Kirab Shimon. The Tnan, there's a Mishnah Mesech Tebeya that says, Behemish Mesa, a Behemish that dies in Yantif, You shouldn't leave it, you shouldn't move it from its place, it's Muktza. Why not? It dies, so you can't eat it, but you can serve it to dogs to eat, so why shouldn't you move it from its place? According to Rab Shimon, it's not Muktza. It's talking about a Behemah of Kachim, once it dies, it's still Kachim and it's Asaba no. You can't, you can't have any Ano from it, and that's the only reason you can't move it. If it was Chulin, even though the and Shabbos or Yantiv came in, it was a designated for people, but you can feed it now for dogs, and therefore it's not Muktza. Rabbi Yechenen also said that Allah is like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yechenen did Rabbi Yechenen say that Allah is like Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Yechenen said, we had this many times, that we pass in like a Stam Mishnah. And what does it say in the Stam Mishnah? You're not allowed to chop wood from beams that were set aside for building. So you're not allowed to chop wood from there for a fireplace. And not from beams of wood that broke on Yomtif. It was set aside to be used for building, but then it broke and now you're not going to use it for that anymore. So now you want to use it for a firewood. So you're not allowed to chop that wood to use it on Yomtif. So the first case of the Mishnah, I'm not sure if that's according to Rabbi Shimon, the Rishayim discussed this, whether, but the second case where it says, you have a Kaira Shanishbara, so now it can't be used anymore for what it was designated for when the Yomtev came in, which was for building. So now it can only be used for firewood, that's what it's fit for. And in Yomtev you're allowed to use firewood. Nevertheless, the Mishnah says that you can't use it for firewood because when Yomtev came in it wasn't designated for that. That's whose opinion? Rabbi Shimon. So Stam Mishnah. Rabbi Yechenen is Gairis in that Mishnah that this is the opinion of Rabbi Yechenen by Yehuda. It's not a Stam Mishnah. Toshima, the Gemara brings another case where you have a Stam Mishnah that follows according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda. Maschilin, the Mishnah says, Maschilin You could begin a fire with a pile of straw that you have in the field. 
But not with field that's put away in a designated area. So Rashi says they would have wood, they would collect wood, and they would put it away in a designated area for, for using it in the winter, for firewood. So a wood that was designated in a designated area that it wasn't, when Yontif came in, you weren't planning on using it. It was Muktzen. So you put it away there for that, you're not allowed to use it on Yontif. According to Rab Shimon, this is not Muktzen, but Poyol, now it's fit for use. Even though I wasn't expecting to use it for that when Yomtev came in, it's not Muktza. So we see again a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda. And says the Gemara, no, there, there's a different reason why you can't use it. Harsam ba'arzi va'ashuchi. Over there, it's speaking about very expensive pieces of wood that a person does not want to use for fire at all. So this is a, this is a muktzah that even Rab Shimon would be maided to. It's like what we had, uh, like a muktzah machmas chesar and kiss. It's something that a person does not want to use for fire at all. It's not fit for this bachlal. It's expensive wood that's used like for furniture, for other things like that. So therefore, there's no the muktzah and kiss. Yeah, the Gemara says with Fedeshir. So it's so vafilat abshimim maida. In this case, even abshimim is maida. This level of muktzah bechlal. This is something that we had in the Gemara before. The highest level of muktzah that everybody agrees to is muktzah machmas chesar and kiss. When it's a very expensive item and a person is makbid that you shouldn't move it because it might get ruined. That's a kind of muktzah that right now a person is befedish doesn't want to move it. Even abshimim is is maida that it's considered to be muktzah. Toshima, we have another Stam Mishnah. This is the last Mishnah, Mesech Tebeah. Ein mashkim v'shechten esamet baris. On Yomtev, you're not allowed to give the animals to drink and then shechtem. This was just the derech, the way they did it. Before they shechted an animal, they gave it to drink in order to make it easier to skin the animal. So you're not allowed to shecht mit baris, animals that are out in the desert or out in the field that you didn't plan, you didn't, they don't come in that often. Tomorrow they discuss this, how often they come in, but they don't come in that often and therefore you didn't have in mind, they weren't designated for shechting. But those animals that are domesticated animals, they live by you in the house. So when Yomtev came in, it was already there and designated for this purpose, you're allowed to shech them on Yomtev. So this is another Stam Mishnah that follows of Yudah's opinion. That you look at what it was designated for at the time of Ben Hashemoshes when Yomtev came in. Okay, so it's a clear Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yudah. So how could Rabbi Yechen, how could we say Rabbi Yechen and Paskin like Rabbi Shimon? And it says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechen and Stam Achrena Ashkach. Rabbi Yechenin has a different Stam Mishnah that follows according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. What's the other Stam Mishnah? We had this before. This is not Mamish a Stam Mishnah. This is a Mishnah where you have a Machlekes of Beishama and Beishilol. But Rashi says when you have an opinion of Beishilol, it's considered to be like a Stam Mishnah. Because Beishama and Mokim Beishilol ain't a Mishnah. So what did it say over there? Beishama yemre magbim ala shulchan atzomis A person is eating and then he has leftover bones and leftover shells and peels. So you can't... So the Beshamay actually, in the Girsah that the Mishnah says, Beshamay is the one that holds it, you're allowed to lift off the bones and the peels from the table. Even though now it's not fit for use for you, what can you do with them? You could feed them to an animal, right? So Beshamay holds the fact that it could be fed to an animal, so it's, it, it's fit, it's used, it could be used for something. So it's not Mukta, like Rav Shimon's opinion. Since when Shabbos came in, it was designated for human consumption, and now it becomes fit only for animals, so it's not fit anymore for what it was designated when Shabbos came in, so you can't touch it. You have to pick up the holders at the table, that they're able to pick up a part of the table, or pick up the tablecloth, and remove it without touching it. So now, in our Mishnah, it says, that Beshama is the one that's lenient, and Besil is the one that's machmer. Like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. But Vamar Rab Nachman, we learned this before already, Rab Nachman said, Anu ain't lano ella be shamik Rabbi Yehuda be silik Rab Shimon. 
The way to learn this mission is to switch the opinions that Peshamay follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda and Basil follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. So therefore this is the Stam Mishnah, or this is the case where Rabbi Yechanan took from that you see the Basil Paskins like Rabbi Shimon, which was lenient regarding Mokta. Pligi ba Ravach ve Ravinah, Ravach and Ravinah argued about this, Chadomar, one of them said, Bechol HaShabbos Kulo, regarding all the different things that Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda argued in Shabbos. Halacha ke Rabbi Shimon. We Paskin like Rabbi Shimon. This is actually, actually Machlekes Rishayinim, how to learn this Gemara. Most Rishayinim learn, Pshat in the Gemara is, it's talking about the Machlekes of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, B'nigei Temukta. There are various different Machlekes in B'nigei Temukta itself. You mentioned before one of them is Neilad, that's also a Machlekes of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Is there an Isser of Neilad, something that's born on Yom Tif or on Shabbos? Is there an Isser of Muktza of Neilad? Chlal, the whole concept of Muktza that we're discussing right over here, something that was designated for one use when Shabbos or Yom Tif came in, and now it's only fit for a different use. Rabbi Huda holds that's Muktza, Rabbi Shimon holds it doesn't matter as long as it was fit. As, as now, it's fit to be used for something, it's not Mokta. And as we'll see soon over here, there's, there's a lot of other details regarding Mokta. So when the Gemara says that B'chola Shabbos Kula Allah Kerab Shimon is referring to the Machlekes and Benigayat to Mokta. But there are some Rishayim that learn that when it says B'chol HaShabbos Kula, it means literally not only regarding the subject of Mokta. It includes also the other Machlekes that we had throughout Masech to Shabbos, Machlekes Benigayat to Davish Eim Miskavim. We had many times in the Gemara that Adav Meshay Miskav and Rabbi Shimon holds its uh, Pater and Rabbi Yudah holds its Aser. Yudah holds its Aser and Atayre. And also the other one was Malach Hashem Tzrich Lagufa. Right? Malach Hashem Tzrich Lagufa, Rabbi Yudah holds that it's Chayiv uh, and Rabbi Shimon holds its Pater. It could be there's more, but that is, this is, it's referring to all other Machlaikism that we had in the Mesechta. So we always pass in Lekula like Rabbi Shimon, Levar Mimukze Machmas Mias. Besides the case of when something is muktzeh because it's mius, it's repugnant, and a person doesn't want to use it, there we don't pass like Rab Shimon that said that it's not muktzeh. My knee, what's the example for this? We learned this before. Ner yoshar, when you have a lamp that it was a keli that was used for a lamp and it's oily, it's dirty, and now it's it's not going to be used as a lamp anymore. You want to use it for something else to store something inside of it because it's maos. You're not allowed to use it. But one of them, another opinion over here was Even regarding we paskan like Rab Shimon that if, as long as, as, as you have a certain use that it's fit for, even if it's something that's mius, if you could store something there, you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. But if it's something which is Muktzamachmas Iser, then we don't pass on like Reb Shimon. Omai, Niu, what's the case of Muktzamachmas Iser? Neshad Likabaisa Shabbos. A candle that you lit, you lit it before Shabbos, and at the time of Ben Ashmashis, there was a candle burning there. So now, even after the candle is extinguished, according to Reb Shimon, you could use it. According to Reb Yehudi, you can't use it. So in this case, we don't pass on like Reb Shimon. Aval, Mukta, Machmas, Chesar, and Kis, then the level of Mukta, which is when there's something which is a Chesar and Kis, it's an expensive item, I feel it Rab Shimon made it. Rab Shimon would agree as well. Over there, there's no argument, as we mentioned before. There's a Mishnah that says, according to Rab Shimon, all Kalim could be moved on Shabbos. Chutz mi maser agadol, a large saw, which is a very expensive item. The yeset shel machresha, and a coulter in a in a uh, the the machresha that they use to plow the field. That's also an expensive thing. That even Rab Shimon is made that you're not allowed to move that on Shabbos. This is the end of the sugi of Muktzeh here. Machlekes of Yudan Rab Shimon. Zok the Mishnah mefirin edarim b'Shabbos. 
you're allowed to annul a nether on Shabbos. What it's talking about is a isha that makes a nether, and the Allah is that a husband, on the day that he hears the nether that she made, he could annul the nedarim, mefir nedarim b'shabbos, and nishalim nedarim shein letzayrich shehein letzayrich shabbos. And then there's another halacha when you go to a chacham and you want to be mataneder, so the chacham is shoyel the neder. He asks you questions, and if you would have known this circumstance, you wouldn't have made the neder. And he finds a pesach that you should be able to have charata from your neder to be mataneder. So you're allowed to do that. And the Mishnah here adds shehein letzayrich shabbos if it's for the purpose of something you need on shabbos. Dr. Mishnah, another din, you're allowed to close up a window, in other words, you're shuttering, closing off the window, you're allowed to measure the size of a piece of garment. And you, you learned before in this Masechta, when you get a piece of garment that's very small, the smallest shear of a garment to be Makabal Tumas, three by three it's boys. So a person's measuring the garment to see if it's Makabal Tumas or not. Maidinness a mikveh, you could also measure to see if a mikveh has enough of a shear in it. There's the story of Rab Tzadik and the, and the, and the time of Abishal ben Batnes. They closed up an opening, a window, with a tafiyach, with a barrel. And they tied the makida, which is also a little uh, keili, with a reed. Right, the, the Kesher was not a Kesher Shokayama. That's why the Mishnah here says a Gemi, because a Gemi is not used for a, with a Kesher Shokayama. I mean, a Gemi is something that eventually dries up anyways, as Rashi says, and therefore it's not a Kesher Shokayama. And Leida, what did they do this for? To know, in Yesh Begigis, Peseyach Tefach, they were measuring, they wanted to measure a barrel, a barrel that was on the top of a mace, to see if that barrel has an opening of a Tefach, Imlav or not. The Gemara is going to bring the story fully, and I'll explain this uh, story that it says here when we learn the Gemara. But there were three things that were done over here. They closed up the window, <coughs> and they, were, they measured, they were measuring, they wanted to measure to see if there's an opening of a tefach, and they made a kesher. They were kesher, kesher that's not, the, not a kesher kayama. From this story we learned that you're allowed to do paikikin, to stuff up the window, and to measure and to tie a kesha that's not a kesha kayama on Shabbos. The question was asked. When it said in the Mishnah that a husband could annul the vow of his wife, or it's in, also in a case where a father is annulling the, uh, the, the, the vow of his daughter when she's uh, uh, up until the age of Anaira. How do you read the Mishnah? When it says in the Mishnah, is that only going on Nish'alin? But Mephirin, when it says that Mephirin, the hafara of a nether, that a husband is being made for nether, that's whether it's needed for the Tzayrech of Shabbos, whether it's not needed for the Tzayrech of Shabbos. And Vishayla, only when it comes to a Chacham that's going to be, give you a Pesach to do the Shayla of a nether, then Lutzayrechin, Shalay Lutzayrech Loi, then we make a distinction if it's Lutzayrech or not. And that's why the Mishnah divides these two cases from each other. It doesn't say together. It doesn't say mefirin vinish alin lenadarim. It says it in two different cases. When it comes to being mefir neder, the husband is annulling the vow. It's also whether it's letzayrich and even and only only letzayrich that is, but shalei letzayrich not. And just like by the case of nishalin, 
The only reason he separates it is because it's two different people. The husband does. You don't need a bezin. Rashi says over here the word bezin doesn't mean a bezin. The bezin means a chacham. And when you do shayla, it needs a bezin. So what would be the svara to make a distinction? So Rashi explains when it comes to the halacha of a husband doing the afaris neda for his wife, he could only do it biyoyim shamay. So he only has today to do the afara of the neda. So there would be a svara to say that therefore he can do even shalayla tzayrech. Because if he's not going to do it today, he'll never be able to do that for us nadana. Hashenkin going to Chacham to be shayel on Yenedah, he could always do it after Shabbos. So you only, could only do it if it's L'Tzayrech Shabbos. Toshema, the Tani Zuti debate of Papa, Mefir Nadaran B'Shabbos, L'Tzayrech HaShabbos. Only L'Tzayrech HaShabbos. So we see even regarding Afaras Nadaran, L'Tzayrech HaShabbos in, Shalei L'Tzayrech HaShabbos loy. Could only be done for the purpose of Shabbos and not if it's not for the purpose of Shabbos. There was another version to this Iboya that we just asked. And over here, according to the second Lashon, the main focus of the Iboya is regarding the Halach of Biyoyim Shomai. What does Biyoyim Shomai mean? Does Biyoyim Shomai mean a 24-hour period from when she made the nether until 24 hours later? Or does Biyoyim Shomai mean only the day she made the nether? So for example, if she made the nether 10 minutes before Shkia, so the husband only has 10 minutes to do that for us nadarim. So that's what the, the shaila depends on here. Let's see. So Lishnah Khrini Bailu, the question was asked, let's say when it said in the Mishnah you could only do that for us nadarim. The husband could only do that for us nadarim, let's say Atarvayakatani, it's going on both of them. But then you can't do that for us nadarim shalaylitzaidh, not only by the chacham, but even a husband for his wife. Alma, <coughs> so what do I see from this? Hafaras nadarim eslays. The reason would be because Afaris Nadarim could also be done for 24 hours. So the husband has time to do the Afaris Nadarim after Shabbos. So that's why it doesn't have to be done today. or no kikitani This that says that you could only mishoyel on the nether litzayrech. That's by shayla, by a chacham. That's what it goes on. When it comes to Afaris Nadarim that the husband is doing, even Shalei Letzayrech, he could do it on Shabbos itself. Why? What would be the reason? What do I see from this? Afaris Nadarim is only all day, the day that she actually made the net, but not the 24-hour period. So therefore, the matter to do the Afaris Nadarim all day. By the way, I should have mentioned before, what's the problem of Afaris Nadarim on Shabbos? It's considered to be a tirche, it's like uvdin dechayl, it's not a Shabbos that you think to do the Afaris Nadarim. That's the issue of Afaris Nadarim. Toshema, so the Gemara again brings the Raya, the Tani, Rav Zutter, the Beir, Rav Papi, Mefirin Nadarim B'Shabbos, L'Tzayrech HaShabbos, L'Tzayrech HaShabbos in, Shalei L'Tzayrech HaShabbos Loi. Even when it comes to a husband doing the Afaris Nadarim for his wife, he could only do it for the purpose of Afaris Nadarim. So what do you see from this? Alma Afaris Nadarim may eis you could do that for his daughter for 24 hours, so he doesn't have to do it on Shabbos. You could wait until after Shabbos. Oh, Maravashi, Saravashi so asks in this, but for Anant Nan, we learned in a Mishnah regarding a husband annulling the vows of his wife. Hafaras Nadaran Kolayayim. Hafaras Nadaran can be done all day. So he says, Kolayayim. So if it's all day, it's not a 24-hour period. It could be either a kola or a chumrah. If you made the nether by night, and for example, over here, the night of Shabbos, you could do the Afaris Nadarim basically for a 24-hour period until the next night. 
Nadra imchashecha. What's if she makes the nether right before it's dark, five minutes before shkia? So mefer actually techshach. So you have only five minutes to do that faras nedarim. Shem loy hafer mishachashecha and a yachal hafer. If he didn't do that faras nedarim before it got dark, you can't do that faras nedarim afterwards. So you clearly see a faras nedarim is not a twenty-four hour period. It's only for that day that she made the nether. And says the Gemara Tanoi. So we have to say that this is a machloikis Tanoim. And the Gemara brings a clear brayse. The Tanya we learned Tafaris Nedarim Kolayim. First opinion is Tafaris Nedarim is only the, that entire day, however long or short that day still is. Rabbi Yisi by Yehuda of Rab Shimon Amru they said Me'ais Leis Tafaris Nedarim. You have 24 hours to do it. It's not only for that day that you made Tafaris Nedarim. Huh? The means that uh, you'll have a twenty. You'll have a whole day. It's not going to be more colder than uh, Mace Lace, if that's what you're asking. Right. It just means that when you say all day, it depends how long or short the day is. No. In that mission, it says that if you made it from the night before. Then you could do it a whole day. But if you made it im chashecha, you could only be made for neder until chashecha. So you see that it's uh, on, only in that day. So the Mishnah said that a chacham could be shayel and a neder on Shabbos. Is this only in a case where a person had no time to be shayel before Shabbos? Then they were mad to this. Even if he had time before Shabbos, he can still go to the chacham and be shayel neder on Shabbos. Toshema, so the Gemara says, we know the story does, is that Kikulei Rabbanon Rav Zutra Berei the Rav Zeyre, the Rabbanon went and they did this to, to be shoyal neder even on Shabbos, v'sharulei nidrei, they were matter as neder, v'afagav davle p'nai. He had time to do it before Shabbos, but they did it even on Shabbos. Yeah, now we come to the last chalik of the Gemara that discusses the last case of the Mishnah, and here the Gemara is going to bring the story. Shepakaku is amor betafiach, the kashru is amikida begemi. Um, Rav Yudah Marav, Marav said what the story was. Hilkiti Ketana Hoysa Ben Shnei Bottom. There was a small alleyway between two houses. The Tome Hoysa Sham. And there was a Tome there between the two uh, houses. There was a dead body of a person there. The Gigis Sduka Munachas Al Gabon. There was a barrel that was, I guess, leaning on the two houses above this mace. And it created an oil on top of this mace. Why did they put that barrel there? Mastama, they wanted to put it above the mace in order to protect him from the sun, that it, sh- it shouldn't heat up the body. So there was a gigis over this mace serving as oil. Now what's the issue over here? The issue is that you have a tumas oil. But what happens with the tumas oil? Everything below it becomes tome. Not only everything below it becomes tome, if you have two windows that are on the side of this oil that are open, the tume extends and goes inside the windows as well. Okay, so now, what happened? Gigis Zduka, so this was this barrel above this maze, but it had a crack inside. Had a, this, this barrel had a crack inside, it was on top of him. So now Rashi says, before this person died, they quickly stuffed up the two windows on both sides of the houses, with a barrel, they put the bottom of the barrel in the window, which stops the tum of entering. And just to be sure, in case, 
this is a proper oil on top of him, and then the tumor will extend into the windows. So they closed it off, but then they wanted to see, are they allowed to reopen their windows? Because it could be that the oil, the barrel was on top of him, was not a proper oil. Because the halacha by an oil is, as long as the oil above the mace has an opening of a tefach by a tefach, so then the tumor goes out and it doesn't extend, it doesn't, it's not metama what's under, and it won't extend into the windows. So the kosherus ha-mekida begemi, they tied the little jug or something and, uh, that's the size of a tefach al-gabi tefach with a gemi, with a reed, and they wanted to uh, lower down this mikida through this hole that was inside the barrel <coughs> to, to measure it. Leidam yashem begigis peseach tefach lav to see whether this opening that there is in this uh, barrel is an opening of a tefach al-gabi tefach or not. So from this they learned that you can do that you can do these three things. You can shutter the window, that's what they did. You can maidedin, you could measure, and the kaishin you could also tie on Shabbos. So there's an arich from the Rebbe about this subject. I'm not gonna chaz it all in, you know, just chaz it kodis. The Rebbe spoke about this in a fabrengen in Tavshin Chavbeis when the Rebbe made a hadrin on Masech Shabbos, and also in Tavshin Memches on Yud Shvat, the Rebbe made a hadrin on Masech Shabbos as well. And the Rebbe was medayik. First of all, the lashon of the mission is it doesn't say lamadnu shemuter lifkaik muter limdait. It's not telling you a heter. It's telling you a, a, a fact what you should do. That's one diik of the Rebbe. And the Rebbe taich that the meaning is that this is a hira for every person in his avodas Hashem. You're talking here about a case where this tumma that could enter into the house. So how do you prevent tumma? So the Mishnah is giving you three things how to prevent the tumma of the world. One way is paikikin, which refers to sor meira. Person has to close up certain things, has to separate and reject things that don't belong. That's paikikin. Maididin is to measure. Medida shal mitzvah. When it comes to doing a mitzvah, every mitzvah has a certain shear. You have to measure if it has the shear. As the Gemara is soon going to say, that the medida that was done over here is considered to be a medida shal mitzvah. To know if the tumah comes in or not is in the category of a medida shal mitzvah. So that's the second thing. That's say toiv. In order to stay away from the tumah, you have to elevate yourself into toiv. And then kaishrin. Kaishrin is a deeper kasher, even higher than surmeira. And higher than Asay Taiv. And that Pasik it says afterwards, Bakishalam Viratfeyu, when a person elevates himself higher than both of these kavan of Surmira and Asay Taiv, that's the Kaishrin, the Kesha that a person creates through learning Taira. So it says the the Misram is Kashram by Raisa, that's the third diagram where a person gets elevated from the Tumma of the world. That's one pshat that Rebbe said in the Sinyan. Another thing that Rebbe said, okay, let's first learn the Hamshik of the Gemara, then I'll share another word from the Rebbe on this. Ula ikla galusa. So Ula was by the Reish Galusa. Chazia le Rabbe Baravuna, he saw Rabbe Baravuna, the Yosef Ba'avna de Maya. He was sitting in a bath of water. The Kamashach lay and he's measuring. Omalei, so he told him, what are you measuring on Shabbos? Eimedomri Rabbanon, when did Rabbanon say that you're allowed to measure on Shabbos? Medida de Mitzvah. If it's a medida that's being done for the purpose of a mitzvah, like in the case before, to know if there's going to be tumah that will enter or not, it could affect it. Could a kain be that things will become tumah? That's called a medida the mitzvah. The lav mitzvah, but if you're measuring something that's not related to a mitzvah, miyomah, the rabbanon allow. And the reason why you're not allowed to measure on Shabbos is because it's uvdin the chayl. It's a mundane activity. So therefore, how could you measure on Shabbos? So in other words, what you see over here is, when it said before, 
Paikikin, Maididin, and Kaishin, it's only for the purpose of a mitzvah. Actually, Beneget to Paikikin, so Taisus over here says that it could be done even not for the purpose of a mitzvah. This goes back to a sugi that we learned before on Davkuf Chafei, where there was a machlaikis, whether Paikikin, whether shuttering a window is, is Daimit to Baina or not. Nechacham hold it's not Daimit to Baina. You can shutter a window on Shabbos with a Yantif, and it's even with not for the purpose of a mitzvah. But making a Kesha, Sheinishal Kayama, or making a Medida, on Shabbos, it could only be done if it's not for the purpose, only if it's for the purpose of a mitzvah. If it's not for the purpose of a mitzvah, it's not allowed. So the Rebbe explains that over here it's saying that these things that are awesome that are banon, there's only a heter if it's done for the purpose of a mitzvah. In the beginning of the Mesechta, when it comes to doing a, a malacha, which is only awesome that are banon, over there, even for the purpose of a mitzvah, it's not allowed. What's that example? The first, the first mission of Mesechta Shabbos, what was the case? So the Oni is standing inside and the Balabais is, uh, is on the inside and the Oni is on the outside and he's stretching out your hand and you're only doing an Akira and not a Hanoche. So the Mepharshim over there say, why is it talking about a Balabais and an Oni? Because the Mishnah wants to tell you when you do a half a Malach of which is only awesome that Rabbanon, even if it's being done with the Mitzvah of Tzedakah, Letzayrich Mitzvah, still Chacham wore Mata half a Malach of Mitzvah. So what's the difference? Why were there were they not matter a half a malacha letzayrich mitzvah? And here the ism and the of medida and kshira they were matter letzayrich mitzvah. So the Rebbe answers because Hitzah, even when it's only a half a malacha, it's a part of the malacha. You are doing a chalik of the malacha, only half, but it's considered to be a chalik of the malacha. So it's much more chomer. It's 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 a chazi malacha. It's it's not it's mamish a chazi malacha. So therefore they weren't matter it. Mashenkin over here medida and kshira. Medida stamovdin dechayl. Kshira, what's kshira? Kshira, the Rebbe says, if there's no kasha shal kayama, it's not considered to be a half a malacha. The lashon of the Rebbe and the sikh is, it's like nigiyas chutin balma. It's like chutin that are touching each other very tightly, but it's not. Only when you have a kasha shal kayama is a kasha. So therefore, this ism of the Rabbanon is much more lenient. And over here, they wore mekel letzaydecha mitzvah. That's the kasha. You see the difference between the beginning of the Masechta and the end of the Masechta. Huh? Paikikin is a different story. Paikikin is the chlal not doimet to binyan. There's no gzeir on it. Pachlal, a chatchilach. Chacham didn't make any gzeir when he get to Paikikin. It's mutter even if it's not letzayrich mitzvah. So continuing the conversation here, Rabbi Baravona answered, Omalei. So he asked him, Why are you measuring on Shabbos when you're in the bath? So he told him, I'm not misasik balmano. I'm only being misasik. Rashi says, what Asik Balma means? I'm not doing it for any purpose, I'm just I'm being Isaac. So there's two Pshatim in this uh, seam of the Gemara here that the Rebbe says in a letter. This is in a letter from the Rebbe. The Rebbe wrote to Rabbi Aaron Chitrigal of Ashalam in the Sefer that he gave out on Masechta Shabbos from the Rid. And the Taisus Rid adds, I'm only doing it to play. So the Rebbe says either the Taich is that he's doing an actual Medida. But he's not doing the medida because he needs to know the measurement for a certain purpose. He's only doing it stam to occupy his time. That's one shot. Another shot is that he's not being mechaven to the actual measurement. He's not paying attention to the measurement that he's seeing. Stam schoik. He's playing around and he's not even paying attention to the measurement. That's the shot of mesasik. So the Rebbe brings from the Alter Rebbe Shochanorach that the Alter Rebbe says that it's only mutter to do medida on Shabbos if it's not letzayrich mitzvah if he's not if it's ain't letzayrich klal. The Alter Rebbe adds the word klal only if it's not letzayrich at all, meaning that he's doing the measurement and not only does he not have a purpose for the measurement, but he's not even paying attention to the whole measurement. That's the only case that it's going to be mutter on Shabbos. 
Hadran Allah Misha Hechshech, Slikela, Mesechte Shabbos. Yeah, the whole uh, Hadran, uh, we learned, we said already last night with Akadish and everything. You made the scene last night.